It's another Micro Action Monday on Studio Class. Hi, divas. We are talking about yaps today. Woo woo. <laughs> so, yaps are just young artist programs, if that's not part of your current lexicon. And I have some, uh, you know, wide ranging feelings on yaps. Um, I have done lots of young artist programs and festivals and things like that, but I have also not done necessarily some of the bigger name young artist program. So I want to leave room and be clear about the fact that that was not part of my path. And I, however, I have done probably the corollaries on the new music side of things. And so I do want to start off this Microaction Monday with talking about the fact that every singer takes their own path. Young artist programs are just one of the ways that singers have found success by climbing through the ranks and developing their skills and cultivating good contacts. And the real point I'm trying to make here is that you need to continue learning and growing, especially when you are in the training portion or the primarily training portion of your career. And I want you to find safe and successful environments to help you achieve those goals. I want you to be able to find mentors that help you widen your professional circle and that can help aid you in creating some buzz about your talents. Yaps are primarily an incubator. They are a place where you can refine your skills, your goals, your network, etc. And it's really just a, a place that helps you grow. And if that is something that you're needing at the moment, then apply for those things, right? And I don't want you to think, though, that training programs, which is what YAPs are, by and large, are necessarily the same thing as a professional contract. And they do tend to blur the lines at points because you do get a contract to perform in this thing and you're, perhaps you're getting some money, you're getting stipends to be involved with a program. And that can feel like a... A professional gig. So let's be clear about the fact that yes, some of the activities that happen during a training program can be professional activities because you're getting paid to be there to do them to perform a role or a task. And some things are there as educational and training opportunities that you are there to learn and participate and grow and challenge yourself. So I think that covers my upfront side of these things. And I, I just want to talk about getting the most out of, uh, uh, yeah, that's kind of your, your microaction Monday task, your, you know, of uh, your microaction <laughs> of the day is that I know that I hear a lot of musicians lament the lack of a clear path when we think about how do I go from school to, to performing at an A or B level house. And it might not be as clear as some other career trajectories, but it doesn't have to be completely murky. <laughs> so I want you to think about progressing through your career, gaining skills, gaining network connections, right? And then also participating in professional activities. So that's where a YAP can really help you. But if if that is not in the cards for you, I also want you to hear these and then extrapolate to your life and say, how can I get these things 
how can I have access to these things without necessarily doing this form of it, okay? And I wanna start with developing mentoring relationships. This is one of the things that happens during YAPS is one of the best reasons is to go work with people who are extremely knowledgeable in the field and then you can gain wisdom from them. They're going to help refine your work as a as an artist and they can also help provide recommendations for you in the future, right? I would love for you to get recommendations from friends, from colleagues, from other mentors that you trust about good programs. Please, 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 YAPS can be so... Uh, <laughs> what is the word that I'm looking for here? Uh, YAPS are not inherently predatory. However, some programs are not set up for your best success in mind. They're set up for uh, financial gain for the people involved. How I think that they should get paid well for the work that they do there, but I want to make sure that you are also getting the exchange of value that you are hoping to get, that you're expecting to get when you when you participate in these programs. So while participating in a program, try to develop a good working relationship that can reach beyond just the time that you spend there. I want you to cultivate that powerful mentor-mentee relationship and not expect them to spoon feed you in the process, but ask questions, be curious, learn from them, continue to respect them and ask things in the future. Your, it's your responsibility to stay connected to them. And that's, that's kind of how I want you to go about this. Okay. All right. The next one, the, the, I want you to think about what is one of the things, what is one of the most meaningful outcomes that you can get out of a young artist program. And I want you to realize that having a young artist program on your resume can help provide social proof for who you are as a musician. And so when we think about the concept of social proof, it is a way that using the context clues that I already have, if I say, oh, uh, Glimmerglass or Wolf Trap, uh, any of these are well-respected young artist programs, I'm able to look at that and say, the context clues that I have about this program already tell me that you were accepted into this program because you uh, have, you know, you have high quality abilities and they were able to work well with you, that kind of thing. I want you to remember that that's on the other side. It doesn't mean that that's the only thing that's defining you. It means that having those kinds of experiences on your resume can be context builders for, for people that you are encountering in your professional life that they see, oh, she has worked or he has worked or they have worked with with the people that I know at that program, I know that that program is rigorous so I can infer that they have gone through this process, that they know what it's like to work in this environment. Does that make sense so far? I hope so. Okay, one of the other things that you can do to get a lot out of a young artist program is to connect with the community that's around that program. So you can do this if say you are in a place in, <clears throat> in a urban suburban area, something like that, is that if you're part of a program and you go to a coffee shop, you know, just making sure that you're connecting the dots for them. Or uh, if you have done the new, new music festivals, one of the things that I definitely know about my new music festival time is 
the whatever the neighborhood bar is that's very close always benefits from people that are coming to the festival and there's like a symbiotic relationship there and so not that you need to drink alcohol to be a part of this but the those watering holes tend to be places where people connect and have conversations and can you can connect with community members there as well so you can be the person who has a smiling face as part of the program and building a relationship with community members that encourage them to come see your performances and vice versa you know be a part for whatever time that you're there be a part of that community one of the other things that I'd like you to think about is that beyond developing mentoring relationships is that you're you're obviously there to develop your skills and you're going outside of your comfort zone because you're in a new environment, you're working with new people, you're working on probably different rep than you've done or performed before and perhaps working in these environments with a different teacher or with a with a different coach or working with um, a colleague who explains something to you differently, you might understand a concept that you've been working on with a teacher and it's just happened to be explained to you in a different way or you, you kind of reasoned yourself into it in a different way because of what you were working on. These types of programs can be very powerful for that kind of learning and growing and challenge and change because YAPs help you focus on your craft, your technique, your acting, being on stage in general, just general stage presence, and business of music sometimes, uh, language study, diction, so many things. These are really just, like I said, it's an incubator of that experience. If you are trying to get that, if you're trying to really amp up certain aspects of your skills, a program like this can be a great way to do that, right? Because it's this condensed time to really focus on knowledge acquisition, okay? Woohoo! I want to take a heartfelt moment to thank Sarah and Josh for being part of the Sybaritic Camerata Listening Circle on Patreon. They're helping bring you this episode right now! <laughs> if you'd like to join them, head on over to patreon.com slash that's M-E-Z-Z-O-I-H-N-E-N. Now, let's get back to the show. With that in mind, remember how I said you don't have to go to a YAP to do this, but let's think broadly, let's think creatively for a second. Okay, if a YAP is a place where it is a intense, condensed incubator of skill and knowledge acquisition... Am I able to give that to myself in other ways, right? If I can't go to this app, what am I going to do instead? Perhaps I'm going to work with somebody and I'm going to block out time in my calendar, right? Where I do an intense language study or I do an intense skill acquisition, technique acquisition, where I work with a teacher regularly. You can build your own yaps, folks. I don't, but <laughs> just be aware that it does take creativity and it does take a kind of a do-it-yourself mentality. So if that's your thing, then great. If it's not your thing, then that's also fine too. <laughs> All right. Building your network is so, so important. And also one of the things that I think we gloss over as one of the biggest benefits that come out of these types of yaps and programs, festivals, etc. When you are participating in this, you are really meeting other, other musicians and artists who are in your kind of 
age career cohort. Does that make sense? You are networking with people from different parts of the country. They may, may have gone to different schools than you did. They are working on different things. And you also, after this experience, disperse back to those places. But you keep those connections. And staying connected to the people that you've done those programs with can be very valuable when it comes to wanting to learn about uh, venues or programs or series in their area and vice versa. Be open to them asking you about those things in your area. So I want you to keep that in mind is that you're going there and you're learning from obviously these mentor relationships, these teacher relationships, but you're learning from your colleagues, your cohort as much as well. And you want to keep those relationships strong far into the future because they... I promise you, you will bump into these people time and again (laughs) in the field. And so it's important to, obviously, like, (laughs) this just occurred to me. Have you ever heard, like, do you remember this on the show Survivor, right? There's always somebody on the show Survivor who's like, I didn't come here to make friends. (laughs) But, But when you go to a Yap or you go to a festival, you are there to make friends, honey. Like, get, get... (laughs) You know, get on board with the fact that you are there to broaden your network and you're there to broaden your relationships so that you can be part of a supportive community. Okay, that's it. That's it. All I want you to take away from that. Obviously, acting professionally is really important, goes along hand in hand with that, that these mentor relationships and your cohort relationships can can be very powerful because you show up as a as a professional colleague, as someone who cares about the well-being of the people that you're around. Uh, yeah, so these are, oh man, stay away from drama, stay away from gossipy stuff at this. Nobody needs that. It always happens and you don't have to be a part of it. Um, this also goes along with, you know, make sure that any sort of, uh, any sort of drugs that are part of that situation, alcohol, caffeine, I don't care what it is. <laughs> uh, just be aware of how those things affect you and whether or not you want, uh, how you're imbibing those things uh, can help help amplify who you are or not sometimes. Does that make sense? I'm saying this in a very polite Midwestern way, which is saying that I want you to have a good experience and I don't want anything to reflect poorly on you and and poor romantic choices and poor uh, drug choices during a program can just kind of be a, a, a weight or baggage that you don't need, that you really don't need during that time. Um, I kind of taking a, a turn out of this for a second, coming back to what I was saying about being part of the community. Oftentimes, if you are part of a young artist program or you're part of a festival or you're part of something, while you're there, you may be able to broaden your experience and create your own opportunities. It doesn't have to be, I don't, I don't want it to take away from what you're doing as the primary activity there. I don't want it to get in the way of that at all because I don't want people to feel stressed about schedules or anything like that. But if you do have some open time and you can fit in an audition that that happens to be in that area or you can schedule a recital in a in the community as part of your work there 
don't be afraid to do that as long as it's like being beneficial to your schedule and beneficial to your experience there and not detracting from it. Yeah, take more repertoire. That's one. Uh, if you are going to a festival, take more repertoire than you think you'll need. <laughs> take anything that you're working on and see if there are situations in which you can perform it. There's always, you know, whatever you're interested in, take it with you. Like sometimes you can do chamber music, you know, if you're at a yap or something like that and you want to sing with other people, take something, take a duet, take, take a trio, whatever it is, work, you know, work with your friends. And if you are at a festival where perhaps take a solo piece and you can add it on to a lunchtime recital, whatever those kinds of things are, that's one of the things that at the first few experiences I did, I just kind of followed the the guidebook, you know, and I just said, okay, well, just, just do these things. And then the farther I went along and did more programs and more festivals, I realized that there were so many more opportunities where I could just take things and I could work with people and we could creatively collaborate and try things out. And it could be an enhancement of our time together rather than a distraction or anything like that. Yeah, divas, that's it. So I want you to look for these kinds of opportunities in your life right now. If it is not a, you know, if it is not the, the specific form of yap that we've talked about, that's fine. What I really want you to be doing is going, hmm, do I have access to a situation where I could uh, work, with, work with highly skilled mentors, where I could broaden my network and, and develop a cohort with people? Can I really intensely work on skill acquisition? Can I do, uh, do more performances or creative collaborations? Does that make sense where we're going? It doesn't always have to be in the super straightforward version, but there are those that exist. So go check them out. You know, go check them out on Yap Tracker if that's your thing at the moment. Um, ask around, find out more information. If this is the first time that you're hearing about new music festivals and you're into new music, go check those out. If you would like to know more about that, hit me up. Find me on the socials and say, hey, Megan, I heard I heard your micro action Monday on this. And I was wondering if you'd tell me more about yaps or new music festivals or fill in the blank. So I'm I'm here for you. I want the best for you. And until next time, divas, stay sparkly inside and out. Thanks for joining me for Micro Action Monday. Again, I'm Megan Enan, and you can find me on all the socials at Mezzo Enan. That's I-H-N-E-N. Did you know that Studio Class is part of the Sybaritic Singer? It is. And if you liked this episode, you're going to love my 29 Days to Diva series. That's on SybariticSinger.com. And if you liked this episode, will you please consider leaving us a review on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcast? Thanks. It means a lot to me.